For April's fruit of the month, we are going to be talking about pineapple. And just because I think it's kind of interesting reflection, we avoided pineapple in my house for a long time because if you've been around any amount of time, you may have remembered my son's eczema journey and how we had to do several elimination diets with him. And in that process, we discovered that even to this day, his biggest trigger, oddly enough, is pineapple. And even though I love it and I failed to realize that my kids love it as much as they do, we just stopped buying it because Owen was very intolerant to it. And so it was just one of the fruits that we didn't get. That said, as with all of these fruit and veggie of the month episodes, I want to help equip you. So adding more fresh, frozen, freeze-dried, canned, whatever type of produce is affordable and accessible to your family becomes more commonplace because we can very quickly see how we can add more variety through these very easy options. The more that we know how to go about purchasing, know how to go about offering them to our kids, and especially with something like a pineapple, knowing how to even pick one or to purchase it can be a little bit overwhelming for families. And some people may not ever give it to their kids unless it's already been prepped and cut and offered in a really easily accessible way. And so knowing that it's something that my family avoided offering for several years and as of more recently have begun you know, buying it again, I wanted to go ahead and highlight it as April's fruit of the month and walk you through some of the steps to picking a ripe pineapple because I hear from you all and I see every time I share these simple little how-tos on, as I mentioned over the Easter holiday, how to boil hard boiled egg that's easy to peel or things like reels that I've done on Instagram where it's how to pick a watermelon, how to pick a mango. These things seem very basic, but if we don't know how to do them with confidence, we often don't go into the store with courage. And so I really want to help give you that confidence to have some of the tools in your feeding tool belt so you know how to pick these items at the store and thus you feel more equipped and empowered to actually offer them to your kids. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. So as we look at pineapple, I think it's really neat because I see a lot of parallels between how we pick a ripe pineapple and how we expose our kids to it from the steps to eating perspective that I reference often, especially in these monthly episodes. Because if you instantly jump to the reaction, my kid doesn't like pineapple, I want to caution you to make that assumption so early on and instead think to yourself, how can I help my child learn to like pineapple? Because as I say with each Fruit of the Month episode, if our kids are still learning to like many vegetables, but can learn to like more fruits in the process, we can cover a lot of the nutritional bases and objectives that we have in offering foods like fruits and vegetables. And so I don't want you to rule any of these foods out, but instead I want you to find a more adaptive approach where you can think this is a learning to like it approach with any given food, because that posture and that mindset shift that you have as a mom is going to impact your feeding relationship with your child and the way that your child is approaching the food itself. 
So as we look at things like pineapples and pairing that with things like the steps to eating approach that I go in depth on within my Mealtimes Made Easy Method program and just on these different episodes each month is thinking about where our child's tolerance level is with different foods. So this is going to start with the visual tolerance and can they visually tolerate the way that it looks onto tolerating the interaction with. They're not necessarily touching it here, but they're interacting it with it through some sort of other type of barrier, which I'll get into more specifically as it relates to pineapple. Third, our kids are going to work through a series of steps where they tolerate the smell. They're getting that olfactory experience with a new food and they're tolerating that smell. The fourth real tier that we need our kids to tolerate is touching this food. Of course, if they won't touch it with their hand or their elbow or a random body part, they're of course not yet going to be ready to touch it with their lips or their mouth or their tongue or their teeth. So we need them to be able to work through being able to tolerate the touch of a given food. And then last, of course, is the taste. And so the reason I bring these up is because I think with a lot of fruits, but specifically as I was thinking about walking you through how to pick a pineapple, it made me think how we can really walk through helping our kids learn to like pineapples through these different steps to eating and how we're picking a pineapple to assess if it's ripe and ready to eat or not. So first, as we talk about tolerance, and here we're talking about more the visual tolerance of can kids look at it and not get upset with extreme picky eating, sometimes certain foods will trigger a very dramatic response in them because they are so uncomfortable with even looking at a given food. This might be where if you offer something on the table and your child freaks out that it's even in their presence, this might be a sign that visually they can't even tolerate it. So if we're looking at making sure that our child has a level of visual tolerance, and again, with each of these steps of eating, as I outlined within Mealtimes Made Easy Method, there are several steps within each main step that I'm covering here. So I don't want to jump too ahead, but I do want to help you understand ways that you can work through these steps with your kids. So when we're looking at tolerance, visual tolerance, it can be as something as having our kids go to the store with us and asking them to, it's a scavenger hunt, lead us to where you see the pineapple. Do they know what a pineapple looks like? Can they lead you closer to it in proximity? That's increased tolerance to it. And then when you're standing before the pineapples, can they look at it and assess for different colors that you can often see coming through as a sign of the freshness and the ripeness. So here we want to be checking for the color to see that they have really healthy, vibrant green leaves, but also that the exterior, kind of that bumpy, rough exterior that it has is a greenish or yellow hue. Now, technically pineapples will not ripen after they are picked, but the color of the flesh, the the internal yellow color will often become more apparent from the outside as the green outside turns more yellow as the fruit ripens. However, sometimes green pineapples can be ripe. So that's not necessarily the only thing you want to look for when you're assessing for ripeness, just as it's not the only thing we want our child to be able to tolerate before they learn to eat and enjoy something like pineapple. So as we move towards that step of interacting with a given food, this is a perfect opportunity that whether you choose to buy a pineapple as it's in its full form with the leaves on top, or if you want to buy it pre-cut as an easy shortcut, this is one where there is an obvious barrier. We can allow our kids to pick up a plastic container at the store of pre-cut pineapple and assess things like the size of the container or look at the weight that's ringing up on the little sticker on the side 
or if you're going to buy a fresh whole pineapple, this might be where you ask them to pick out one. If they're not ready to touch the fruit itself, you might put it on the scale. Kids love using the scales in the produce section. And while as parents, we often overlook them, this can be, again, another step towards tolerance because this helps them to learn how to interact with it. But there's a barrier, whether it be the plastic container or the scale where the kids can see how big it is. You can have conversations about these. These are the simple yet significant steps that we make to help our kids learn to like new foods. So utilize the scale to your advantage. Utilize things like a shopping cart, which is, again, they're interacting with something like a pineapple without having to touch it or really manipulate it with their hands or on their plate or in a more you know intimate way as in if they were actually eating it. Moving beyond that though, when we're assessing a pineapple by its weight, that is another way that we can check for ripeness. So very similar as with watermelons, we wanna pick a pineapple that seems heavy for its size. That's often indicative that it might be a little bit more juicy and thus give a little bit sweeter taste to it. So you can use things like reading the, um, you know, the weight on the side of a pre-cut one isn't necessarily indicative of that because it's already been cut and packaged and the weight is reflecting the package contents. But if you are purchasing a whole pineapple, this might be another way that you can check for its ripeness. Next, we're gonna move on to smell. We're looking for the olfactory tolerance, but we're also looking to check for ripeness. And as with many fruits, oftentimes as they're riper and as they're going to be sweeter to the taste, they're going to give off a fragrant smell that is pleasant when you pick it up and you smell it at the store. So again, even if your child's not open to touching this spiky pineapple yet, you may pick it up at the store and let them smell it. If it's on your kitchen counter and you're debating, should you cut the pineapple yet? You might pick it up and let your child smell it. So this is a really easy way to just pick, even as I'm doing it with my hand, is to pick up the pineapple, flip it over, and at the base of the pineapple, right on kind of like the bottom, so that the leaves would be on the top, you're gonna flip it towards the bottom. You're gonna smell right down at the bottom, right near where you can kind of see the core at the bottom. That's where you're going to smell to see, does it give off any sort of fragrance that might be indicative that it's sweet and it's ripe and it's ready to be eaten. If when you do that, you see something like mold or it gives maybe like a, a foamy appearance or any sort of foul odor, of course, that would also be indicative that this is either past ripe or spoiled or something like that. But we can use this to check on the ripeness or the overripeness of it, as well as to promote the tolerance to a food like pineapple through smell. The fourth thing we want to think about is touch. Pineapples obviously have a really interesting texture on the outside. And so this is something that we can get our children comfortable with just touching the outside of it. Moving forward, we, of course, want to get them comfortable with touching the inside of it. Again, there's many steps within this main step. So remember that there's going to be sub steps to help them become more comfortable with touching something like the outside of a pineapple versus the inside of a pineapple. But something you can do here to check for ripeness and to promote tolerance is just to give the pineapple a squeeze. This is gonna squeeze to make sure that it's firm to the touch. So you want it to give just a little bit. You don't want it to be like rock hard. Often if it is, that's going to be a sign that it's not yet ripe. But if you pick up the pineapple and you touch it and you squeeze it and it does give a little bit, that often can indicate that it is ripe and ready to eat. So again, you can engage your kids in that process and then you can further go through that. If they're tolerating that step of interaction with pineapple, chances are you can work towards helping them touch the inside of the pineapple, the part that they would actually be eating. 
Now I'm gonna go ahead and add a second one because again, when it comes to touch, there are so many sub steps to this step to eating that there's a lot of different ways that we can touch and experience and ultimately build tolerance to new foods. But with something like a pineapple, another thing you can do or invite your child to do that I know my kids think is fun is to actually pull on the fronds of the pineapple. So those green leaves that we want to be really vibrant and healthy looking at the top, you can pull on those to check for uh, ripeness as well. So if you just kind of, you know, grab the tip of it and give it a gentle little tug, and if those fronds pull out easily, that can sometimes be a sign that it is ripe and ready to eat. Additionally, as you purchase a pineapple and you take it home and you get ready to actually cut the pineapple, you might just pull off all those fronds simply by twisting the fronds at the base. So that's the top, the opposite end of where I was talking about smelling it. You're going to just twist off that base and that's going to remove all those fronds, but you can just twist it off. You don't have to cut off the whole top. And sometimes kids can find that fun as well. And that invites additional interaction because they're getting the chance to smell, to touch, and they could very easily taste it from that point too as that exposes the inner flesh of the pineapple. So while that's no me by no means an exhaustive list of how to pick a pineapple, I hope that it gives you not only some tools for how to pick a proper, uh, proper pineapple that's going to be right for your family, but also ways that you can expose your kids to learning to like pineapple before it's ever even offered at the table. Because that's where we get to the fifth and final step to eating of tasting the actual pineapple. And so here I want you to feel comfortable with also cutting a pineapple. Cutting a pineapple can be really challenging. And with this being a podcast, while I do hope to start videoing these so that I can give more visual information for families as well, you can definitely YouTube different videos on how to cut a pineapple to find a method that works for you. But I just wanted to share because as I mentioned at the very beginning, how pineapple was not something that we bought often for years because of Owen's intolerance to it. What made me realize how much my kids actually loved it, my daughters, not, again, we still avoid it with Owen, but my daughters is because my stepdad loves pineapple. So every time my parents were in town, my mom would buy pineapple and she would buy those pre-cut little clamshells from the produce section. And specifically my middle daughter loved it. She always called it Nana and Papa pineapple. She loved when they would get it. And it made me realize how I was omitting this food for my other kids just because I'd kind of gotten out of the habit of buying it. But with that, it also does take out the burden of cutting up a pineapple. So it's very convenient as is frozen pineapple or there's dried pineapple. There's of course dried pineapple with added sugar. If and when you can, find the dried pineapple without the added sugar. It's still just a really sweet and delicious dried fruit option. You can, or canned or other options, you can also include if you want to avoid having to cut a pineapple. That said, historically, before we avoided it for Owen, I always bought the full pineapple using these methods that I shared to pick one, and then I cut it at home. It's a really economical way to go, and it was something that I just always did. So we've started doing that more at home recently. I tend to cut the top and the bottom and so that it's, you know, a flat surface to cut on. And then for me personally, I usually will cut off all the outside of the pineapple and then cut right around the rind in two halves. And then, you know, it gives you the two smaller quarters. And that was always what worked for me personally. I know there's a lot of different ways that people do it. That's just always historically what I did up until recently. And then with my middle daughter who loves pineapple, when we were in the Bahamas over spring break, she really wanted a pineapple that was full of fruit. And they had this, um, you know, just a pineapple shell and it was full of fruit. And we had planned to do it, but we didn't see it until 
our very last afternoon and we were trying to get up to the room for dinner and she was really upset, but they were closing. And anyways, it was kind of a whole thing. And I told her, you know what, honey, we can learn how to do that at home. And beyond the fact that we literally didn't have time to go through this process and have her eat this big tropical pineapple snack option, their poolside that evening, it was like $25. And I was telling her, I said, honey, I promise you, I will invest that money to do something when we get home to show you how we can do this. And so much to my daughter's delight and to follow through with my promise, I did finally buy one of those little pineapple contraptions from Amazon where it cores it and it slices it on the inside of the shell. And then it does give you the shell to use as you know a cup you could use for a smoothie or to fill with a fruit salad, all while also cutting up the inside of the pineapple. So as of more recently, we are using that. I'll link to that in the show notes, the product that we purchased and have been using because my daughter thinks that is a blast. And not only did it save me the $25 in the Bahamas on that one-time pineapple, but I spent less than $10 on this tool to be able to use it many times forward. And for us, it also means that I'm less likely to buy that more conveniently pre-cut pineapple, which is more expensive because I now have this little gadget that does it and my kids think it's a really fun novel tool. And so we're incorporating that different novelty aspect into them wanting to taste it and try it and get engaged with you know a more obvious presentation of pineapple that's more similar to that which is offered on their plates. So I hope that this episode gave you some new ideas for how you can pick up a pineapple, how you can prepare it at home, and how you can enjoy the process of exposing your child to new foods. While these episodes are never intended to be specifically just about the singular produce itself, while there's so many nutritional benefits, I think a lot of us as parents already know that. We know that we want our kids eating more fruits and vegetables, and I hope that episodes like this help you achieve that, but I also hope it gives you the confidence and the courage to introduce your kids to a wide variety of new foods, even if they're ones that you've never bought before, never cut before, or never offered your kids before. If you have questions about this episode or really about any aspect of feeding your family, be sure that you check out the show notes where you can click through to ask a question on an Instagram post related to this episode or reach out directly to me with a specific question or to apply to work one-on-one. -on -one.